It is Monday, July 29th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkesbury, thankful to put the Louisville Bats and Louisville, Kentucky in its rearview mirror. Rail Riders got swept, three-game sweep over the weekend to the Louisville Bats, and let's just get into the highlights. Louisville struck for a run in the bottom of the first inning off of starting pitcher Chance Adams. Four and two-thirds innings for Adams, and the game began the second pitch with a home run by Narciso Crook. So it was one nothing Louisville, and they added plenty to it in the bottom of the third inning. Three runs off of Adams, who gave up four runs over four and two-thirds innings. Five hits, but five walks, and Adams was in line for the loss and ultimately picked up his third loss of the year. So it was 4 nothing going into the fourth inning, but the Rail Riders were resilient. For much of the weekend, it felt like the offense, once it got down, didn't have much punch left. But certainly yesterday, the offense tried to rally. And in that top of the fourth inning, Mike Ford doubled to begin the frame. That was followed by a walk to Trey Ambergie. And the next man up was Francisco Arcia. The pitch is a swing and a line drive down the right field line, hooked to the corner. This one's fair. It rattles around in the corner. Aquino picks it up. Ambergie off with the pitch around third. He comes to the plate and scores standing up. It's a two-run double by Francisco Arcia. The Rail Riders have cut the deficit in half. They trailed 4-2 here in the top of the fourth inning. So the Rail Riders cut the deficit in half. They trailed 4-2. And that would remain the score into the sixth inning, where Trey Ambergy trimmed the deficit back even further. The pitch is a swing and a fly ball ripped to left field by Ambergy at the berm, and it's gone. A bit of lightning off the bat of Trey Ambergy, and he has brought Scranton Wilkesbury back to within a run. It's 4-3 Louisville in the top of the sixth inning. Though the Rail Riders got it down to a run, Louisville scored twice in the sixth, a run in the eighth, and they won 7-3 Sunday afternoon. Incredible what Louisville's offense was able to do against Scranton Wilkesbury over the last 44 innings that the Rail Riders pitched against Louisville. The bats accounted for 19 home runs. Just insane numbers put up by the bats this weekend and in the previous three games set at PNC Field in Music. Yesterday was Sunday, and as always, that means it's time for our weekly report up and down the minor league system. From Matt Dean in single-A Charleston to Nick Flamia in high-A with Tampa, Spencer Smith filling in for John Moses in double-A Trenton, and our very own Adam Marco. Without further ado... Here's Matt Dean. With this look at the Charleston River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. The River Dogs have floundered as of late, dropping four of the first five games on their current northern road trip and eight of their previous 11. On Thursday, the Yankees announced that right-handers Luis Heal and Alexander V. Skaino were each called up to the Tampa Tarpons. Heal, widely considered the best pitching prospect in the system aside from Davey Garcia, left the South Atlantic League ranking third in ERA and second with his 12.1 Ks per nine. Pitching coach Gabe Luker talked this week about the significant strides that Heal took to launch his career to the next level. His delivery picked up right away, I would say a month into the season. He was repeating his delivery a little more, staying under control. We worked in his hands position and separation. And to me, he was mainly a one-pitch guy, a hard fastball that could be all over the place or in the zone. And we needed to develop a changeup and a breaking ball. Um, and I think Louis did a tremendous job on learning both pitches and having feel for the changeup, being able to throw it in the game without any hesitation. 
Uh, for me, there was a tremendous accomplishment of him throwing three pitches when four months ago he was only throwing one. Vizcaino flashed equally as dominant stuff, running a 4-4-1 ERA with 101 Ks in 87-plus innings and inducing a swing and miss on 17% of his pitches, the highest rate in the league. The fellow DR product headed into the year armed with two dominant pitches but came away with a third terrific weapon. He was uh, one of those guys who was just a two-pitch guy, and his changeup is so good that he was able to go through just fastball changeups. Put so much work in between starts, working on that breaking ball. Uh, he bought into the drills right away. He was consistent every single time. And within a month and a half into the season, uh, I started seeing the shape of the breaking ball developing, and all of a sudden, there he was, and he was a three-pitch guy. As replacements, Charleston received 19-year-old Yoendris Gomez and lefty Josh Maciejewski, who each took tough luck losses in their debuts. The Riverdogs try to get back on track Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. in Salisbury. With this look at the Riverdogs, I'm Matt Dean. With this look at the Tampa Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. Last weekend, the Tarpons began a season-long 13-game homestand by taking two of three from Bradenton before dropping two of three to Daytona. After a rainout on Thursday, Tampa opened a four-game series versus Jupiter with a doubleheader on Friday, and in Game 1, right-hander Trevor Steffen made history with a seven-inning no-hitter in the Tarpons' 2-0 victory. Steffen retired 21 of 22 batters faced, with the only Hammerheads base runner reaching on an error in the fifth. Steffen tallied a season-high nine strikeouts in his nearly perfect outing. It was the third no-hitter in the Florida State League this season, and the first for Tampa since Davey Garcia and Christian Morris combined for an eight-inning no-no in Game 1 of a doubleheader versus Clearwater last August. Garcia tossed seven perfect innings that night, but Clearwater won the game 1-0 by scoring an extra-inning run off Morris without the need of a hit. The outing proved to be contagious, as Luis Heal and Alexander Vizcaino followed Stefan with back-to-back -back quality starts, helping Tampa clinch the series. Heel held Jupiter to two runs in six frames to win his Tarpons debut in Game 2 of Friday's Twin Bill, and Vizcaino tossed six scoreless innings in Tampa's 2-0 victory last night. Both right-handers showed off blazing fastballs, each reaching as high as 99 miles an hour. As for the offense, Diego Castillo extended his career-best on-base streak to 22 games before snapping it on Friday. The 21-year-old is still batting 310 over his last 24 games. Leonardo Molina has gone 9 for his last 19 on this homestand, including 6 extra base hits and 7 RBI. Pablo Olivares logged another multi-hit game last night, extending his hitting streak to 6 games. Since June 18th, the 21-year-old is batting 336 over his last 32 games. Right-hander Clark Schmidt will get the nod this afternoon as Tampa goes for its first 4-game sweep of the season. With the Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. With this look at the Trenton Thunder, I'm Spencer Smith. The Thunder have gone 3-4 and four this past week, taking a three-game series at home over Akron before going 1-3 to open a six-game series in Erie. On Friday, right-hander Nick Nelson faced off with top Tigers prospect Casey Mize, and Nelson came out on the winning end. The Florida Panhandle native turned in one of his best starts of the year, allowing just one run while striking out eight over a season-high six and one-third innings. Over his last five appearances, which include four starts, Nelson has a 1.42 ERA and a whip of .91. Nelson explained his simple approach before Saturday's game. I guess just, you know, establish my fastball early. Um, getting a lot of swings and misses on that and makes it in my pitches. Um, that's helped me a lot so far. He also says that having one of the league's best bullpens behind him, including Eastern League All-Stars Trevor Lane and Daniel Alvarez, adds to his confidence level. 
Um, it definitely builds it because I know as long as I keep the, the game close, um, you know, I know the bullpen is going to come in and have my back, you know. So if I leave a couple runners stranded, which, you know, hopefully I don't, but if I do, I know that they're going to come in there and shut it down. So it's definitely a confidence booster. The Thunder continue their series with the Seawolves on Sunday at 1.35 p.m. With the Trenton Thunder, I'm Spencer Smith. With this look at the Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. Heading into play on Sunday, Scranton Wilkesbury's trying to salvage a split of the week. Tuesday through Thursday, the Rail Riders swept the Columbus Clippers, the top team in the International League West. On Friday, they lost 4-2 to the Louisville Bats. Saturday, an 8-1 loss. Louisville has one of the worst records in the International League. One of the keys to the wins in Columbus was Cameron Mabin, acquired from the Cleveland Indians for cash considerations on April 25th, had four hits, including a home run, in his return to AAA baseball, rehabbing from a calf injury. Uh, I feel pretty good. Extremely thankful that uh, you know I was able to um, heal well, heal fast. Now I'm just excited to get back on the field. Last night was fun just to get back out there and play the game that I enjoy playing so much. You know, especially getting hurt when I feel like I was starting to come on or, you know, playing pretty well, but it's a part of the game. And, you know, just like last night, it's not how hard you fall, but how high you bounce. So hopefully I can continue to, you know, pick up where I left off and, and continue to have good at-bats. The longtime big league veteran, anxious to get back to New York. Mabin did, however, seem to appreciate his time with Scranton Wilkesbury. Short as it was. Very impressive to, to see the intent, um, the energy that they, they're continuing to bring. You know, it's not always easy coming down here, um, you know, when you get, you know, a taste of the big leagues, but I, I definitely commend those guys for each and every day continue to uh, stay passionate, um, stay diligent in, in the work that they're putting in. And, and you saw it last night, it's really, really paying off. And uh, it was fun to be a part of it and, and, and fun to, um, you know, see these guys doing well. Finale in Louisville on Sunday, back at home for a two-game set against Syracuse starting Monday. With Scranton Wilkesbury, I'm Adam Marco. A big thanks to those guys for getting their reports into us this week, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Scranton Wilkesbury returns home, and they begin a two-game set nice and quick here at home against the Syracuse Mets. First pitch tonight at 7:05 at PNC Field. You can catch all the action with Adam Marco and me, beginning with pregame coverage at 6:35. On the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.